I get asked sometimes about the importance of data structures and algorithms, and my opinion is, is very clear on these. These are very critical. It really depends why are you learning them. Learning them. If you're learning them for to pass an interview or to get a job, then it's they are just a burden. You're going to memorize them. You don't really understand what they do. But if you truly go into these data structures and really look at the root, why they would do it, do they exist, and what problems do they solve, they're going to make you an adept. Uh, software engineer you're gonna use this to your advantage and you're gonna nobody's gonna bullshit their way through you at all because the you really know when to use this and when you, i'm not gonna talk about development here coding here really i'm talking about actual engineering working with a database right for example and that's the topic of today B trees. We're gonna discuss all about the concept of B trees and how it would improve to B plus tree and what is the difference and the advantages. What problems do they solve? What are the limitations of these things? All of this stuff we're gonna discuss it in this episode. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. And guys, if you like these deep dive uh, discussions about database concept, you might enjoy my introduction to database engineering Udemy course. Over 14 hours worth of exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else. So if you're interested, check out the pinned comment below and the show notes as well. If you're listening on the podcast, it really supports the show. Thank you so much, Scott. All right, guys. So, B trees. In order to discuss this data structure, why does it, why was it invented? We really need to go back into a, a very real use case. You have a table in a database. It's a huge table, millions and millions of rows, and you want to search for a particular row by its identification, let's say ID number 1007. You want to look at that ID, okay? And you just, you don't want to really look at that ID for the sake of looking at the value 1007. No, you want to pull more information, right? 
So you want to get to that row so you can pull more stuff. If you want to search for a 70, you already know 70. You're not searching for 70 for the 17. You want more. And that's the key, 17. The value is the tuple. For the longest time, what we do is one by one. Let's read the table page by page. Oh, one page, 1,000 rows. Another page, 1,000 rows. Read it. Nope. 1007 is not any of them. So you have to read one by one until you find it. And if you're sure that this is unique, so you're going to stop the search, right? And then exit there. This is called a full table scan. You're scanning the entire table, right? And if it's not unique, you know there's more to it. You're going to scan the entire table eventually, which is very slow. Scanning 1 million rows in worst case scenarios, 2 million, 3 million, very, very slow. So it's slow. The trick is, Hussein, make it faster. Make it faster. That's what we want. So like, how do you make searching 1 million stuff faster? <laughs> well, one way is to parallelize it. Let's just split the table in, in 3, 4, 5, 7, and then let's distribute the jobs on these threads or these machines and let, let it search. That becomes complicated, but that's, that's one way of doing it. Another way of doing it is to partition it. Partition is a very, very important concept. We break the table into chunks based on key sizes. So, okay, values from 1 to 1,000 in this partition. Values from 1,000 to 2,000 is in this partition, on this table. So, it's just essentially break it down to multiple tables, right? Another solution we're doing is create an index. So, we search on the index, this small data structure. And then once we find it, we jump into the exact page that we need. In all these scenarios, and many, many other scenarios, we always reduce the search space. That is it. We're not doing anything magic, really. If we want we do, I made a video, sort of like how to work with a billion row table. Right? It's, it's, a, it's exclusive for members on this channel. And the, and the takeaway from that video was, in order to work with a billion row table, you need to avoid working with a billion rows. Yes, it's not really rocket science. Don't search 1 billion rows. Find any sneaky way to avoid working with large data sets. And, then, and, and it's, it's try to segment and eliminate things that you know is not, is not going to give you the results. That's the trick. And here's where this topic is indexes. The indexing, and I made a video about indexing, check it out. But the idea of having this index so that I can search only the things that I am absolutely sure that the row that I'm looking at, the value I'm looking at, is in that space, right? And when you when you design and structure your index that way, you're gonna get a smaller set. You're gonna search fewer search space, and that the fewer the the search space, the smaller the search space, the faster the results rocket science i know <laughs> okay so what's saying how do we build these structures these trees came into the equation so okay how about we build trees so how do we build these trees for the longest time we had this idea of a binary tree which is a very very simple beautiful structure that says okay you put a value on the top and then larger values go to the right, smaller values of this node go to the left. Very simple data structure, okay? So if we put a value of 100 here, okay, 
anything above 100 goes to the right of the tree, right? And, I, and I'm doing right here. It's my right. I don't know if it's your right. And anything to the left of the tree is less than 100. So if you're searching for the value of, I don't know, 200, then you always go to the root. So that's one cost, jumping to the root. You say, okay, I'm looking for 200. You know what you're looking at. Is 200 greater or less than 100? This is a cheap check that gives you almost no cost at all. But that check eliminates almost half, if you're lucky, half the search space. Because just like that, you're now searching the right-hand side. Because ah, you know that 200 is going to be in that area. And as a result, you're only going to search 100 and above. So you're searching less results. And this is a very simple example. But the problem with binary tree are by default, they are not really balanced. What does that mean? Take this example. Let's assume the root is one, okay? And then any value that puts uh, that you add is greater than one. What will happen? Two, three, four, five, six, seven. With, you're going to end up with a linear search space that you didn't really... Uh, that is as absolutely useless because this is called an unbalanced tree. You're going to end up almost like if it's not even slower than a full table scan. You're going to jump into multiple pages to get into the value of the 200, but you end up doing more work effectively to search that. So binary trees didn't really satisfy database workload because of this lack of balancing. Okay? So we need a self-healing, self-balancing tree. This is where B3 came into the situation. And B3, guys, stands for, really doesn't have it. The paper doesn't really say what it stands for. It could be balanced, could be Boeing, which is the company, that, uh, the, the, the research lab that this paper came from. Or it could be Bayer, one of the creators of this, uh, the researchers. But yeah, could be anything, really. And uh, the beauty of this is it's really, truly balanced. So if you think about it, what does really balance really mean? That means as you insert, the tree balances itself. And if you're an engineer, I'm just like, wait a second. You're balancing as I'm inserting stuff? The moment you hear that, if you really pay attention, then there's a cost. There's always a cost. And that is where you need to look. So there is a cost on rights, which is this constant rebalancing that needs to happen to balance itself so it's the left is equal to the right. But at the, at the cost of this, as I'm writing, I'm, I'm bal continually balancing my tree, the reads, my reads are going to be very, very quick, quick as a result. So B trees are nothing but a generalized binary tree. You can have any number of children not just two you can have seven you can have thousand really the databases actually calculate that on on the fly let's take an example all right so this is one of the most popular websites that demonstrates b trees and it comes from university of san francisco fantastic website really very simple right no fancy stuff just to the point. So we're going to explain B-trees here within this website, so effectively. So 
let's say my b3 has a maximum uh, chill, uh, number of child the degree or the order is three that means it can have up to three nodes okay so let's go ahead and insert a, bu a bunch of values that's going to insert a value of one so this is this is going to become the root which is one here if i insert the value of two right then when i want to insert the value of two we're going to look is two greater than one well yes but i'm not going to add it as a children because i can actually put the value two inside the node itself as an element okay so if i'm going to insert now I can have another value and here's the thing you might say Hussein how many elements or keys can you add in the node itself it is the value which is the maximum degree minus one as effectively it's always like that so three minus one so two is the maximum you can get so now if I want to insert three what will happen here is okay I'm gonna insert three here but I'm gonna exceed my my coda in this node because I'm just exceeded my that so I'm gonna split this node and that split hurts that split sometimes really hurts specifically if you're doing a lot of stuff the splitting of the page and, and doing this work that's all database io right think about it this way as you, as i go through this so if i insert into the value of three it's going to insert that but what will happen is two is going to be promoted as root and one is going to be to the left and three is going to be to the right let's go ahead and do this boom 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 as we can see we can this now i still if i now insert the value of four what will happen here so if i come to here and i say okay four i'm gonna add four four is greater than two so it has really to it needed to go to the right of the tree right not to the left so what will happen here is as i insert this it will go to the four it will go to the add and then it will add it as another element in this right tree and then you can see that now the tree has three and four okay so how do you read this tree let's continue reading it so the value is two which is the key here there is something that is hidden here that is not shown which is the actual value of that point the pointer where this value points to so to the left we have the value of one to the right of the tree anything that is greater than two we have this node now you go to this node and you find three and four are elements in this node so let's add five what will happen what do you guys think will happen when you add five well five is greater so it needs to go here right and if i add it right here it's gonna go to the node but we just exceeded the number of elements it should be just two we shouldn't go beyond two so now four is gonna be promoted as a node three is going to go to the left and five is going to go to the right but since we want to keep the levels four are going to be pushed so we're going to be two and four and let's go let's add it so we can, we can explain this add it we get added and then promote that four and here's here's how you read this let's read this this is a little bit different than a binary tree so this node has the value of element of two and element of four okay the key is two and four to the left any values that are less than two are here any values that are between two and four are in this pointer you go here and you search there could be one element could be 700 depends on the degree of the tree and then any values that are greater than four goes to the left so it's a full balanced tree but look at the work that we're doing as we insert and tick 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 we're just balancing and doing all that stuff
so th- and that's because we we have a very small uh element degree of the size which databases shouldn't use a value of three you should have a huge as as big as your page size all right so talking about the b trees let's talk about the 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 benefits of this if i want to search let's find the value find value of three very simple right before we go through it three three well three is between two and four Uh, first of all i need to go jump to the root and say okay where's three three is between two and three two, two and four so i mean i need to jump to this pointer so i follow this pointer to whatever node it points me we are seeing an actual node, but in databases, this is a page. Most of that, at least the Postgres implementation. This is a page itself. This is a page. This is a page. And there is thousands and thousands of elements in that page. Right? So this is an IO. This is an IO. So now I go to three and then I found three. This is a very, very short three, essentially. <laughs> and it just, I found it. The value three, I'm not really interested in the value three. I'm interested in what is the content of the value three. And that is the value here. There is something that is not shown in this diagram. I wish they, they actually showed it, but there is a, there is a value. There's not, these, this is not just a tree. We're not looking at just the numbers here. There is some content that associates with the key. It's almost like a key value, right? So the two has a value next to it in B trees every element has a value attached to it so two could have any value could point postgres implementation pointed directly to the tuple id right mysql implementation pointed directly to the primary key right in that case and that's why if you use a primary key in in mysql that is like a GUID, then your indexes are gonna be huge very huge right so be careful what primary key you use in mysql right and in 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 postgres they don't have that problem effectively because everything is a secondary key and they always point to the tuple all right so that that's that's what we're looking at so hussein why are you telling us that there's values here because that is the difference in the other data structure that is called b plus three and what problems it is solved so now when i when i'm searching here i this is a page right this is a whole page so if there is two and the value of it whatever that value is if if, if you if you're in mysql then it's the pointer to the primary key so the primary key data type goes there if it's postgres is the tuple i believe it's i don't know it's there to do bits maybe forgot what's the tuple id value size so that that is the tuple id in that case so you you put more bits here so this page is gonna be is gonna fit fewer elements because we are carrying also values right if i only had the keys i could fit more elements in my page which is let's say in postgres it's 8k i can fit more elements there and, and as a result i can search i can i can traverse through much more elements in a single io compared to this data structure which has the values which let's be honest the values are are a burden if you think about it. another thing here is what if i 
am searching for one, three, and five at the same time. How do I do that? Well, oh, let's search for one. Oh, one is here, so I'm gonna read here. Okay, found it. Okay, now I'm now I want to search for three. Oh, so let's do it again. Go here and then three. So you did a double jump to get to the value of three. Okay, oh, I want to search for five. Well, let's do it again here. Five. So you did three IOs to get to five. And this is not a, a great example, but you, you, you see that the work you did is like three jumps, three hops. What if you're reading 100? You're going to go all over the place to find these values because they are, although they are ordered in the tree, but the, they are, they cannot be, they are not sequential. Once you find a value, it has nothing to do with the value five, despite them being next, next to each other in logical view. So now we're looking at a B plus tree. And the difference between a B plus tree and a B tree is really just the realization that we're wasting uh, space. We're wasting space by putting the values in next to the key in the elements. So it's okay. What if I don't put the value here? So okay, you, you have to put the value eventually, right? No, I'm gonna put the values at the at the leaf nodes only. So now that well, saying that means you have to duplicate your keys. As we're seeing, the value three here also appear at the leaf. But that is a very small cost compared to the benefits that we're getting. All of a sudden now, these intermediate nodes that we're searching are so tiny. We're only searching keys here. They effectively can fit entirely in the memory. So I can traverse this stuff without actually having to worry about the value of them. But once I find something, here's another benefit of a B plus three. Once you find something, there is a pointer to the next actual key. So technically, once you find something, you can find pretty much everything. Range queries in this case in a B plus three are much more effective than in a B tree. Because if I give you, hey, find me all values between one and five. In a B tree, if you go to a B tree, between one and five, you have to search one. And again, you have to find obviously two. You have to find three, you have to have four, and you have to five. Because you have to find every one of them the values itself, right? So you have to traverse, go back and forth the tree to find this stuff. However, in a B plus tree, just go and find one. We found one. Once you found one, just go because you know everything is sequential, right? If Index are always sorted by default. So if it's sorted, then okay, where's the next value? Oh, there's two. There's a point, a nice, beautiful pointer. Now you might say, Hussein, isn't the pointer... Adding the pointer is a cost. Of course, there's always a cost to everything. So people study and say, okay, the addition of that pointer really doesn't really affect much. But the value of having this beautiful range queries where I can search and then immediately find two and three and four and five. These might fit into a single page if it's like five. But let's say you're searching for, I don't know, 2,000 or 3,000, right? You might read... It really depends, on, again, on the data size and the values and all that stuff. You might read maybe three or four pages, right? It depends on the, on the size and all that stuff, right? But yeah, that is the benefits of the difference between B trees 
and B plus trees. Almost B trees are never used in databases, right? Although I see some value to the simplicity of the B tree, right? But studies shows that the cost, the addition cost of the B tree, which is B plus three, which is the duplication, because you have to duplicate the key itself in the intermediate node and in the leaf node, plus the addition of the pointers to 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 do a link list at the leaf leader is is almost negligible to the to the cost of the b3 right itself but if you like i mean if you're for instance if you absolutely know that your workload is gonna always gonna be like i don't know key value store where you're always searching by one value you're never never gonna search by multiple values then you can use a B3, right? But I still think that it's very hard, it's harder to fit a B3 in memory fully compared to a B plus three, right? Why? A B3 is, is you have to put it all or nothing, really. So a B3 is really, it's, it's all or nothing. You can, you can, you have to put it all in memory. I mean, you can play tricks with paging. It's like, okay, let's page some part of the tree, but not all of it. But yeah, it's, it's really unpredictable, right? But a B plus three, I'm going to reference Postgres because that, that's the database I try to focus on. According to Postgres, when they implemented their B plus trees, 99% of the cost and storage of B trees is in the leaf. This is just 1%. All this nodes that helps the reversal just to get to one leaf is 1%. So definitely you can fit a 1% in, right, in, in memory. Let's say your index is 100 gig. That's a huge index, by the way, if you think about it, right? Then you can fit, if you have enough memory, if you can fit one gigabyte in memory, that is fine. Then the traversal are so fast to get to one leaf. And then you're going to start doing some IO once you get to the actual leaf value, right? And I, th I think I still, still, I'm still actually thinking about this stuff like, is there benefits to using just pure B3 versus B plus three? But always to me, it looks like always B, B plus three always wins over B3, right? That's what I, what I noticed. I noticed like MongoDB, even being a key value store, they, they use B plus three. They don't use B3. And maybe that, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, actually, let's check. Oh, I take that back. <laughs> Look at that. MongoDB uses B3 data structure. I, I, they did not specify it said the B plus three. It looks like they are using just a B tree. You know what? I think that's enough uh, uh, showing off the, the screen. Let's discuss this part a little bit. You know, this this remind me of what? It's like the, this whole thing with MongoDB and just B tree, according to their doc, they're not, they're not using B plus tree, okay? They're using a pure B tree. So my guess is, they're going to have trouble fitting that tree in completely in memory as a result because the search, you, get, you cannot search through it effectively, right, just to get it to a leaf. It's all or nothing if it's a B3 because the values are with the keys. So you're burdened with that. That made me remember Discord. Remember the video we did on Discord? Because I remember covering this 
MongoDB, the Discord moved from MongoDB to, I believe, Cassandra. And then later they moved to uh, SellaDB because of this exact thing. Let, let me read this. The messages were stored in a MongoDB collection with a single compound index on channel ID and created app. Around November 2015, we reached 100 million stored messages. And at this time, we started to see the app expected issues appearing the data and the index could no longer fit in ram and latency started to become unpredictable it was time to migrate to database more suited for the tax again i'm just putting two and two together here my guess is maybe because of the choice mongodb used a b3 for their indexes they can't fit the indexes efficiently in ram compared to if it was a pure b plus three where you can fit the actual traversal part of things in memory right and you can you can put some of the leaves which contains the keys and the data itself right which which points either point to the row tuple or the actual value and if you do that maybe that was it that was caused mongodb to not fit could not fit the b the b3 structure in entirely fully memory because think about it this way if you can't fit it in memory entirely then you have to go to the disk but how do you know what part to put in the disk and what not you can't have the choice, unfortunately. You have to put, you, you would decide, okay, I'm going to put half of it on memory and half of it. But how do you know? You might be unlucky that the queries that needs to traverse the tree are in disk, that you'll, you'll, you'll end up hitting the, the, uh, the desk constantly to retrieve pages just to traverse. Bad stuff. So to me, I still think B plus three is the superior structure regardless of your uh really uh, use case if you think about it because like uh, that's what i thought it's like okay i want a simpler data structure i'm gonna use a beautiful simple b tree i don't need a plus three because i'm just it's a key value store i'm, I'm just searching for a key and then give me my value and that's why it was my initial response as it was in the video right like i start changing my mind while making this video then it was like wait a second that's fine and all if I have a small index, but what if it's a huge index with a lot of stuff? Then if I can't fit all of this stuff in memory, it's going to spill to disk, then I'll end up searching all of that stuff in disk. You might argue, Hussein, if your B plus 3 is so large, I don't know, 1 terabyte, then your what is 1% of 1 terabyte? It is 10 gig. Yeah, it's around 10 gig. So, I mean, do you have 10 gig worth of RAM? Well, if you're managing a thousand, was a petabyte worth of content, please invest in a, in a better memory. You should have at least 256 or, or 512 RAM to fit your 10 gigabit of index. But think about it this way, right? It is... It looks like BPS3 always wins, regardless. And that's the discussion I wanted to have, guys. It's, it's very interesting. It's like, as I make these videos, I, I keep 
I keep remembering old videos that we covered and I can we put things and we links together. It's fascinating. I'm gonna reference the Discord video that I made, obviously in the description if you're interested in that stuff. And uh that's it for me, guys. So what did we discuss? We discussed the beauty of the data structure algorithms, very important to understand, not memorize for an interview actually understand so it helps you once you understand what things together you can put two and two together and you say oh wait a second this doesn't make sense and that the power oh, that's the that's where the power of the engineer comes comes in beauty then we talked about b trees and we talked about b plus trees and the differences between them and how do they, how do they actually uh um how do they actually thrive in, in, in an actual database production? We've seen an example of MongoDB. Again, that's what they say. They say B3. They didn't say B plus 3. Regardless, uh, again, I'm gonna, I might make another video about B-trees and then how Postgres effectively determine the, the degree of B-trees. Because if you think about it, it's like uh, Postgres or other database, they don't say, okay, oh, we're going to use, I don't know, a 2000 degree B-tree. No. No, they don't do that. They derive that based on your data type of the index you're trying to create. I'm going to make another video discussing that, hopefully. Stay awesome. Goodbye, Odiska.